When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. It's got to 2-2 two, two and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Go! Hello and welcome to another Touchy Gunas podcast. It's your boy Dan Coots on hosting duty today. And I'm joined, it's a full house. To be honest, everyone's got some stuff to, to get off their chest, really. Um, we've got German, we've got Lewis, we've got Shabs. Tough one to take today, guys. How how are you doing? How are you how are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right, man. I'm right. It's it's disappointing, but we're not getting the we're not getting the rub of the green at the moment, man. Our luck our luck last three or four games has just been mm. yeah, it's in the pits, you know, with the party injury stuff today. Like it's yeah. When I heard that news, I didn't really hold too much faith that we could get the, the job done today, unfortunately. And it seems like we're fighting an uphill battle with, with these kind of things. Um, but we'll get into it, I guess. Yeah, we'll get into it. Shabs, how you, how you holding up? Uh, it's not that bad, you know. <laughs> I can't lie to you. It's not, it's not that bad. It's Man City. Um, I feel like we definitely could have... I feel like we were capable of beating them at home. Um, but, you know, some things happened. We had some players missing. And, yeah, like, I feel like, I, I actually feel like we were the better side. And, again, like, we can get into this as the pod goes on. But um, I'm not too disheartened with the defeat. There are a few players that, um, you know, I've got a couple of words to say on. But, generally speaking, it is what it is, man. I feel like, actually, we matched them. So... You know, um, it's fine margins today, actually. So I'm not that disheartened. Mm. And, and German? 
Yeah, for me, if, I think this game was clearly lost on mistakes, individual mistakes. Like, this is the big occasion, and we've made it glamorous that Man City, even when we've, you know, pressed them well and forced them to errors, they have they managed to, like, you know, make another error that would lead to maybe a goal or something like that. I know they gave away a penalty, but it wasn't costly in the end for them, whereas we've made errors after error that then, you know, led to actual goals. And that's where the game was lost for me. But, yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, man. And I think, you know, let's, let's just get straight into it, right? Because it's a funny one for me. Um, obviously, we lost 3-1. But this, this, this loss, I think, mentally, I was preparing for it um, much earlier in the day. You know, I, I was very nervous coming into it. Um, very, very nervous coming to it. I, I was confident, though, quietly confident, but but nervous because obviously, you know, as Shav said, this is Man City. Even if you play to your best, you might still not win, you know. And then it was a funny one that I was saying that exact thing in one of my group chats, sending a voice note crossing the road. You know, oh, you know, I think I'm quite confident. I liked what, what I saw at the Etihad the other week. Um, I liked how we've been playing. I didn't think we were that bad against Brentford personally. Um, it was a tough team to play. And I was like, look, provided, you know, there's no more referee fuck-ups, there's no more injuries, um, you know, I, think I rated our chances in this game. Um, and then immediately after I sent that voice note, I think, I can't remember who it was, but someone put the link from Charles Watts into Touchy Gunas saying um, Thomas Party is out for the game, right? And I had to, I literally had to send another voice note in other chat saying, forwarded that link and said, look, I've literally, it's like I've jinxed it when I've said, barring injuries, anything can happen. And I think from that point, you know, my confidence, it, it, it really went, you know. Um, and not necessarily that I thought, oh, yeah, Jorginho was um, um, not going to be up to the task. Like, for me, this is a guy who was club captain of Chelsea, um, has played in these big, high-intensity games in the past. Um, you know, he's played a Champions League final against Man City uh, and come out on, on, on the winning side, you know, had a good performance that day. So it wasn't necessarily like I thought, oh, yeah, um, Georgina's not going to be capable. But I thought we're just, we're just losing a little bit of steel, a little bit of, um, you know, I think quality um, with that sub. So, you know, how did you guys feel when that news came through? So, Lewis, I'll start with you since you're off me. Yeah, it was... It was a bit of a, just a dagger, really. Like, you know, you know, for these games, you, you want to have 100% strength. You want to be full strength going into it. Like City were full strength. Um, that was Pep had, you know, all of his players available. Um, and, you know, I think with those these kind of games, these really important games, um, like I was all for the signing of Jorginho because I thought he's a competent backup for Partey. And I thought, you know, in the games where we can afford to give Partey a rest or, you know, he gets injured. He can he can be an able deputy. But for these sort of games, these like title crunch deciders, you need your best team on the pitch, man. And um, not that I don't know if Partey makes a difference today. I don't I don't know. I mean, heads look to have go in the second half, um, which I think we'll get into. And I was particularly concerned about it um, just by our overall demeanour in the second half. Um, I don't know if party aids that. I don't know if the result changes, but, you know, it's it's another kind of like... 
this hoodoo of, you know, games without Partey and not being able to win any of them, it continues. Um, obviously, yeah, like I said, Man City is 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 a, is a sort of game that you can lose even with your even with your strongest team out. But it's just, ah, uh, it's just it's just our luck at the moment, man. We 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 can't get a we can't get our full strength team on the pitch. You know, we've got two key injuries in Jesus and Partey, who some might say those are your two best players. So to go up against Man City with your two best players not there is going to be difficult for anyone. You take you take KDB and Haaland out of out of um, Man City's team. Are they as good? No, they're not. Um, do they win today? Probably not. So yeah, th- these things make a huge difference. And I was kind of I had a bit of a a negative impact as soon as I heard the um, the news. To be honest, I was very I was very dejected about it. And yeah, rightly so, I guess. Dan, um, what's what's your thoughts on on, on that? I, I wasn't as dejected. Um, you know, Jorginho has been bought for when if Partey goes down to play. Ideally, you don't want him to play the City game. That's that's without saying you want your strongest team on the pitch. But he was bought for this reason that when part when something happens to Partey, you know he's he will step in rather than Lokonga. And you know that performance today, he was good. Like he was he was simply good. You can't really say he had a bad game or anything like that. His use of the ball was very smart. He picked the right decisions um, with the ball, especially. I think we we all know his weaknesses. You know, he can get skipped in transition, and he did get skipped a couple of mm-hmm. times. But then he also made some great um, interceptions in transition, got us back up the pitch. So there's positives and some negatives. Um, and I think you simply can't compare him to Partey. Partey is better than him. So, um, but we're looking for an adequate backup, and he was more than adequate tonight. He was good. So I think he done his job well enough. I think in the first half we were good um, for um, probably about a twenty minute spell. We were pretty good, um, and I think outside of that spell we just simply lacked the composure. Apart from a few key players, um, we lacked the composure to execute the final action or you know the action that gets us into that you know that space that is now become free because we we've moved the ball well. Like there's occasions when I think Udegaard's final ball not good. Jacques find the ball, not good. You know, it's not just one or even even Zinchenko. I think he, he one good cross for um Eddie today, but even his final action at times today, not good. So it's not just one or two players, it's it's you know, it's all of the players, you know, that we have relied on in the last couple of months. They they just looked a bit more nervous today. I think there's probably only three or four players that I felt that weren't weren't nervous, um, or seemed really up for it. I think Saka was there, he was there, he was alive. I think um um Saliba was there, he was super switched on, he was played a really good game. And I think Bar Saliba, the whole back line can look at themselves and think, you know, what have I done today? You know, so um I think the game was lost by defense, you know, I back four today rather than even though I, I think the Udegaards, the Zinchenkos, you know, in the final execution and Jaka not good, the game was lost on mistakes. You know, if you're if you're not executing well and you're not scoring don't concede free and that's a draw that game you know so um that's where the game was lost man and and that's really disappointing um under genius as i said he was more than adequate tonight i do think however that if Partey plays i think that makes a big difference i think especially in the second half mm. you know when when they were pressing us i think city recognized where our weakness was in build up gabriel and jacka especially were struggling under pressure 
Vidal's two on the ball, Sinem. Zinke was also lose with the ball uh, under pressure today. He was taking, he was sometimes he takes those risks that pay off. Today they didn't pay off as much. So, you know, they read him really well. On that left side, I think we were more vulnerable. And they pressed us. I think two or three, maybe all three of their goals actually came from that side. Like winning the ball from that side, then breaking on us, basically. And ultimately, that's 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 where that's that's where the game what, what, what was my point? I was saying that um yeah, basically that and build up that these these two, I think they they struggled today. And um in some way I feel like Partey would have helped us because he would relieve the pressure. And you know, the way and I say Jorginho had a good game, but he wasn't going, and I think it's by instruction as well that he wasn't going super deep to then try to turn and beat a man and drive us up the pitch. But Partey is capable of doing that. And I was watching that game thinking, you know, Partey has a bigger frame. He can hold Gundogan off, you know, when he receives the ball. You know, Jorginho don't have that, you know. So those type of little instances where you win that drill or you, you superior in that drill, your pitch, back. Ever and we did that, and that was one of the you know deciding factors for me as well. Yeah, yeah, I think you made a lot of good points, man. I think you made a lot of good points, and I think let's let's talk about the goals, really. You know, Shabs, um, because for me, I think they score completely um, out of nothing. Um, that first goal, it wasn't really coming. Um, I didn't think our goal was put under any pressure um, up until that point. Um, in the first half, and I thought we we had started the game um, not necessarily blistering, but I think we started the game well. Um, and really and truly, I think it's it's a very poor it's a very very poor mistake from from Tomiyasu. You know, I think those ones you're running back towards your goal, you kick it away from the center of the pitch so that um, if the keeper's not able to get it, you know, it goes off for a corner, you can reset. But I think that that sort of way where you're kicking it probably to Ramsdale's left foot as well. It's poor pass appreciation, poor pass selection, um, and he he's not even able to 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 reach the keeper. I know it's on his weaker foot, but you know his ambidextrousness is one of the things that we have praised Tommy Asu about, and I think that's a poor poor mistake. Great finish from Kevin De Bruyne, but you know in these big matches, you cannot you cannot be gifting goals to opposition like Man City. You know, it becomes a mammoth task now. One nil down against a team as ruthless um, as Man City have been over the past four or five years. Um, and yeah, I just, I just didn't think it was, it was, uh, it was, it was a good look from Tommy at all. You know, Shab. So, what, what are your thoughts on that first goal? Yeah, I think pretty much as you said, it, it, it came at a time where we were in control of the game. Um, actually. We, you know, we had them pinned, and that they were they were high up the pitch. The the goal, the ball was actually with their keeper Edison, um, and that's how the move starts. And it really started with a long hit. And um, yeah, like I, I'm kind of looking at it. Obviously, Tomiyasu's culpable. Um, you know, looking at the bigger picture, I'm a bit, I'm a, I, I'm also a bit critical about the role that. Um, Gabriel plays. I think the positioning of our centre-backs, you understand why they're that high to begin with. And Saliba actually goes for... Um, he actually goes and competes for the first header. I can't actually remember whether um, he won that one, but he's competing with um, Haaland. Kind of the ball goes away, ball comes back. Um, so Tommy Asu is really occupied with Grealish's um, run and positioning. He starts to chase the ball. Um, 
De Bruyne for me really comes from the other side of the pitch. So he's in that right hand side um, channel, that right eight, and he comes from the other side of the pitch and he runs. And um, I think you know Saliba doesn't really get the shot. And I'm not saying that you know Saliba would have got there, but I think he runs past Gabriel. I think Gabriel doesn't do a particularly good job of tracking him. No one anticipates that Tomiyasu is going to do that. Um, Tomiyasu then plays that pass and I think it catches Saliba by surprise. He can't be reasonably expected to, to, to kind of get that or make that. And I think before Saliba realises and before Gabriel realises um, what's actually happened, Du Bruyne is in lofting the ball over um, Ramsdale's head and it's, it's in the net. Now, it's a, it's a quality finish. It's a quality finish, by the way. Um, but yeah, I, I don't understand why Tomiyasu feels that he needs to kind of make that pass there in the circumstance, given that he's running. Yeah, we know he's got, um, we know he's amb ambidextrous. He can use both both feet, actually. is I'm not sure if ambidextrous is the correct term. And ambipedal. Is the ambipedal, word. that's his ambipedal. But um, I just think it was poor. It was under hit. And I think it's a sign of a player coming in cold. And um, in terms of like, you make mistakes when you come into the fold cold. And I've been critical about Arteta. Actually, one of the only criticisms I've had about Arteta is his use of of players. We know that Tommy Asu's been getting substitute appearances. I don't necessarily feel that Ben White has deserved to be dropped, but then you go and you put a player like Tommy Asu in, you throw him in, in a in a in a game like today of today's magnitude, and I think these errors can happen. And I don't think Tommy Asu had a particularly good good game. I think that mistake actually got to him. And um, I think he tried, but I, I think, you know, his head did drop a little bit after that. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on the first goal. I think the, the mistake was obviously Tomiyasu's, but I feel that some of the, I feel that the, the bigger picture, there's, we, we could have done a better job collectively there as well. Obviously, no one anticipates that he's going to um, make that mistake, but no one tracks the run of uh, De Bruyne at all. Yeah. He, he runs a long way. Yeah, I, I was. Gonna, I just want to follow up on Shab's point about that, actually, because it is true. You know, I think it's kind of like common sense, basically. If you um, you do it at a certain Sunday league level, if 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 you know one of your players is about to pass it back to the goalkeeper, if you watch Gabriel, he he lets Gab he lets Kevin De Bruyne steal the wow. march on him. Yeah, he just he just runs past him, and yeah. Gabriel's kind of like just jogging back. And when you look back at the replay, it looks quite damning actually, because. Um, not to say that Gabriel could ever, you, you know, he may never have stopped it or whatnot, but... Well, you've got to go with him. You've always got to go with him just in case a mistake happens. And it's it's, it's complacency. Yeah. It really is complacency. Like, you could think, oh, Tommy Asu's got this in the bag, but he's still passing the ball backwards on the half volley. And we can say he's two-footed or whatever. It's still left-footed. Like it's still his weaker... It's, it's his weakest foot, right? Um. So you've still got to go with the pass, man. You've still got to go with the pass. You've still got to try and cut Kevin De Bruyne off because he's giving it back to Ramsdale anyway on the volley. So that means Kevin De Bruyne, if the ball does get to Ramsdale, Kevin De Bruyne is going to be chasing down Ramsdale anyway. Right. So even just to stop that, you need to kind of put Kevin De Bruyne out of his path. And I just thought, I thought that some Gabriel's performance up, to be honest. I thought he was very complacent today. Very, very complacent. Today, he looked stressed um, when, he, yeah, the, when the game was getting to him. And... Yeah, I, 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 he, he, he let us down tonight, mm. man. I really do think that um, he Gab needs to Gab rise it next game. Yeah, G Gabriel for me had a had 
had a hand in all three of the goals that we conceded today. Like I, I feel like there was a bit, there was a role that he played in, you know, in terms of like failing to do something, failing to stop something. And um, and that penalty would have been harsh as well, by the way. Thank God, like, you know, um, Harlem was offside. But, you know, when that, when before that offside, that, that's the one moment that had me sweating where I thought he actually was fouled. But I thought this is typical, you know, he's going to bring down Haaland. Um, you know, we're going to get the penalty, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, all in all, I don't think Gabriel had a, had a good game. I think German Dan touched on it already in his opening summary. But Saliba is the only one in that back line today that I think can come out of this game with any um, credit in the bank. Like, yeah, the, all of the others were were, were, were bad. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a fair point, man. It's a fair point on um, on Gabriel for sure. And I thought, from, from looking at the penalty, I thought it was a penalty. I've not seen a replay of it, to be honest. Um, obviously, we, the, the, the Gabriel and Haaland, yeah, I've not seen a replay yeah, no, of it. But in the ground, it looked like a pen. It looked like a pen to me. Um, but for me, it was a pen. Yeah, I think that they was fouled outside the box to be fair. I think they were both grabbing each other's shirts. I think they were both grabbing each other, but Harlan, Harlan probably fouled him first. But Gabriel was silly enough to. I think that wouldn't Continue. have overturned. If he wasn't offside, it wouldn't have been overturned. So it was a yeah. dangerous game. Yeah, yeah, Gabriel's yeah. playing. Yeah. Mm. yeah. 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 Fair but, enough. Fair enough. Um, and so, so yeah, back to the first half. Um, I think the reaction to the goal was good from Arsenal. I think we got our, our foot on the ball and ranked up, uh, cranked up the pressure. Um, I know we had that chance that Eddie missed. I can't remember if that was before or after the uh, their goal. Um, before I think it was... he had a chance before he had he had the chance to go one 0 up, which was the okay, first which was the header. Yeah. Um, but then we win we win the penalty, and for me, I think it's a stonewall pen. Um, I can't lie to you. Um, I've just seen a replay now. Um, I, I don't really know what Edison's playing out there, really. Um, come out trying to win the ball, gets nutmeg, takes Enketia out. Do you, do you guys agree? Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't understand why those aren't given anyway, because goalkeepers come flying out and they're protected so much that they can anywhere else on the pitch, if you do that, is a foul. foul. So why is mm. it not a foul for goalkeepers? I really don't understand it. Just because it's not given like um, seven or eight times out of ten doesn't mean it's not a foul. That was a foul. He impedes Eddie because, for example, if uh, the ball the ball was cleared off the line, right? Good follow up. Eddie's Eddie's now been taken out of the game. He can't he can't rebound that in. Mm. It's a foul. It's a penalty. Whatever way you slice it, it's a penalty. It's one hundred percent a penalty. Listen, Edison Edison doesn't only come out. Um, they're both going for the ball, which is loose. You say it's a 50-50. Eddie gets there before him, you know, gets away from him. And Edison jumps into the space that Eddie has just, you know, been in or is in. So it's absolutely a penalty. I don't know how this is a debate, really. It's a penalty. Yeah, I, saw, I saw a few people in the group chat saying it was a penalty. I'm very, very no, confused. It's a penalty. Mm, yeah, yeah. For me, like I, I, I've just seen a replay now, and it's one of them ones where I've seen people say, "Oh, Eddie ran into him." This and other, like it's it's completely not the case. Like Eddie is going in a straight line, and Edison is coming from he's the jumping right into the left, him. Yeah, jumping, jumping into, him, into him. Yeah, completely initiates it's the contact not. It's definitely and takes not. him out. Um, yeah. what, what we should really complain about is that Edison didn't get booked because he was I, already and, on and the yellow. That's, that's and this, this that's was the biggest question. issue for me. This was a question that I had right because. Um, my, the signal in the stadium is terrible. I think they do need to fix that. Um, and this was a question that I had. Do you guys think that's a second yellow? 
Yeah. Yeah. Gabriel got booked for his one. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And I think the, the, yeah, what's, the what's the difference? They even commented and wow. said uh, if he hadn't given if the ref hadn't given uh, Edison a yellow card moments earlier for time wasting, then he It'd would have yellow. that. And I'm saying you yeah. can't referee the game like that, man. It's incident by if, if that is the ref's justification, it's bullshit. It's incident by incident, man. Like look at look at look look at the stupid ref that gave um Martinelli like two yellow cards in the same um um emotion last season. Yeah. What like why can't he give? Yeah. Why can't he give him a yellow? Why can't he give Edison, whether that was right or wrong? Why can't you give Edison a yellow card if he's committed a foul in the box? I don't understand it. Is it mm. a penalty? Yeah. Mm. Why is it not yellow? I don't. I don't get it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Completely agree. So yeah, Saka slots the pen. Um, good take from him. Um, I don't. I don't think it was ever really in doubt. I was slightly annoyed when I see Jorginho holding the ball for a little while. No, it was um, Erdegaard. It was Erdegaard holding the ball. Was it Erdegaard? Yeah. Oh, right. So, yeah. Erdegaard was... Hold, I think Erdegaard was holding the ball because what Man City were trying to do was they were trying to crowd around the penalty spot. Prime shithousery, by the way, by Man City today. Horrible. Team. It was oh. horrible. 20 minutes in, they were time-wasting. Mm. 20 oh, minutes okay. in. Disgusting. You know? One thing we can take from this game is, I mean, I think we... we we, we cost ourselves in this game, but Man City played like Atletico Madrid. They didn't come and try to play their game. Yeah. They were they were playing long balls. You know, their pass accuracy was like 70 to certain percent. They were going long to Harlem lowest, in the channels. Their lowest Sleeper possession in, in a match. Low. Lowest possession in a match. Under was it like 36% possession? 36%. Possession. Yeah. Yeah. It's the lowest ever. That pep, yeah, it's the lowest <sighs> ever. That pep it, it, it didn't feel like that in gameplay, though. If I, I cannot lie to you, that second half, I'm very surprised that yeah. um, that's the possession yeah. stat. I think you know both teams had a lot half? of useless possession. Um, yeah, do you know what happened in the second half? They they managed to dominate territory without having the ball. They mm. got us, as I said, on the left-hand side. They keep get, kept blocking off the right-hand sides, so we kept going down. And I don't. I think Ramsar should have gone long from a lot of his kicks. Because we kept going down the left-hand side where they wanted us and they pressed us. We lost the ball. Then we would go again. Sometimes we would play out of it, then not do much, go back and do the same thing. And then in the end, you know, it paid off for them. They they mm. pressed us in that area and got won the game in that area. Um, a couple of long balls wouldn't have, wouldn't have been bad tonight. I think I have nothing against playing out. But on that left-hand side, we definitely struggled doing that well in the second half. You know, the outboard to Martinelli last, last, last season, that Long kick from Ramsdale to Martinelli was cash money. Why didn't we try that this year? Didn't, um, we didn't do it once. Yeah. We didn't do it yeah, once. That, buffle, um, that buffles me. Um, yeah, and so, so let's let's get on to the second half performance. So I think overall, my evaluation that first half was I, I, I thought we ended it well. You know, I thought we were the better team, and I felt I felt all right coming into into the second half, right? But you know, for some reason, for me, um, I did not feel that we started that half well. And I just feel we could not build up any momentum in that second half um, for a number of reasons. So I don't know what minute Pep made that sub, but he took off Mares for a Kanji. And I was even thinking, oh, you know what? I'm feeling quite good about that it was, substitution. It was, it was 15 minutes into the second half. So 15 minutes, minutes into the second half. Yeah, straight before, after the pen, the their pen got their pen incident, right? Yeah. So, so I, I I was thinking, oh, you know what? I'm I'm quite happy that sub's been made because Same. I see I see Maris as their key danger man, right? But then after that sub, 
I feel like we just couldn't get our, our, our momentum going. I feel we couldn't string four or five passes together. Um, and it really just stayed in our hearts. So, you know, that's why I guess, Lewis, me and you agree that, you know, it didn't feel like we had a lot of possession because, you know, for me, I just feel like we couldn't get out. And then I think on the opportunity, so we'll we'll come on to this when, I, when we start talking about some individuals, um, but it feels like the opportunities that we did have to really kill them off, um, we weren't able to, we really weren't able to take them. So, you know, what, what do you think? Do you, do, you, do you guys have the same feeling about that substitution um, that Pep made? Because I think, to be fair, even that first 15 minutes before the sub, I don't think we were great. We were not good. I don't I don't feel like the substitution was the catalyst for it, personally. I feel like it's just the, the, the way they came out in the second half. I feel like it was a trap. Um, they, they they were luring us into a, into that full sense of security. They were very they they, they pressed us very high and pre- very aggressively. Um, obviously, they 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 blocked off the passing lanes to our right hand side, and I think this has been the problem with us. Um, our quality going forward really, really, really is on our right hand side. Um, there's a there, there's a deficit. I'm not saying that we don't have any quality on the left hand side, but we've got Saka, we've got Erdegaard. Or middle. There's not enough from both. Mid- so middle and not, is that that's the point that I'm coming to. It's not balanced enough. So you know that actually the guys that you don't want to have the ball are Erdegaard and Saka. The guys that you don't mind having the ball are Shaka and Martinelli, you know, kind of like on that side. So it was kind of like they're blocking they're blocking that side and not allowing passes to get through. Um, didn't want Zinchenko to have the ball. I think Zinchenko was effective for us. Jorginho, he was effective for us in terms of like being able to hold on to the ball. But in the second half, we did really struggle to build. Um, I think we really struggled to build, really struggled to get out. And we were too predictable every time. So when I say we fell into a trap, we kept doing the same thing. We kept going the same way. We never varied it. And I think German Dan's right. Like We could have tried some of those long balls, we could have tried some of those diagonal balls. Again, not every time you want to vary it, but I just didn't feel that we had enough variation. Um, Martinelli and Shaka, I, I, I will come on to them, um, just in, both in terms of their performance today, but in terms of their broader performances over the last couple of games, but um, especially in the second half, I don't think that they did anywhere near enough. And I think City are comfortable to kind of um, let them have the ball, uh, let the ball go to them, um, feeling confident that they'd either give the ball away, they'd be able to pressure them um, or whatnot. So, yeah, I think that's really the story. That's how it kind of went. It's annoying because even though it's our own mistake for turning the ball over, like what Gabriel was doing for the second goal, I have no idea. And, And that came in like a moment of like five minutes where we were just constantly giving the ball away. I think, you know, Zinchenko did it. Um, Xhaka, Gabriel, you name it, someone had given the ball away, right? The 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 frustrating thing, really, for me, is that we also had similar opportunities to that City one. I'm 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 thinking about that Xhaka one at uh, at one one. I think it was maybe, or was it at two one? I'm not sure. I can't. One, the one, game I is think. yeah. You know, the, everyone knows the one I'm talking about. Where literally he's he's just got a. He either shoots or he passes it. And then there was another one as well where he overhits the pass. We had very, very similar situations to... I'll just put it in the group, that Jack one. I think that is criminal. It's criminal. It's, it's criminal. And then he has criminal. another one where he just... He, he, could, he could put Eddie in. He, yeah, I think he has another option as well ahead of him. 
And the pass, he just overhit, he passed it out for a goal. He should, he should be sliding Martinelli in, to be honest. Eddie is the easy pass. If you if you don't want to take a risk, just play in Eddie. Eddie then plays in Martinelli. That's if it. You, if you trust your pass, you play in Martinelli through on goal. That's it. Yeah. And and this it's is the he, difference he, between City and did, us. Is he they did have, neither. He, he actually did, he did does, neither. He does, and he doesn't does get neither. shot off. Yeah, and and Ruben Diaz <sighs> still is on the floor and still manages to tackle him. And this is no, the difference, no. I think. This oh. is the difference for me is that when Man City were able to turn us around and have us running towards goal, they were they were quite potent at doing so. You, you look at their fight, their last two goals, they're running at us. We can't stop it. Us, on the other hand, we get in very similar situations. We're not even getting shots off, you know, and it's Xhaka has been brilliant this season. He really has been brilliant this season, but. We can still do so much better in that position, man. He's so we upgrade. really can, you know. He's so upgradable. And let, let me let me let me ask you this question, right? So say so. I'm, I'm I'm I think I think this is where it comes down to, you know, the Brian. How much of the ball has he seen tonight? You know, he's made. He wasn't good. Made, he wasn't he, good tonight, man. Exactly. exactly. He was he given made, the ball away a lot as well. But they all were though. The Brian was giving the ball away. Gundogan was giving the ball away. City generally they weren't good with the ball in terms of building up play, but they weren't interested in doing that. They realized we're here to have a dogfight with them. We'll just make the game difficult for them. And I think a lot of times we got caught on the ball rather than our passes were bad. We got caught on the ball a lot of times because they pressed, they blocked off the lanes, then minimized the space, then came, robbed these men and picked their pockets. And that's how they got us. You know? And the... how much do you think that robbing of the ball has to do with? You know the lack of familiarity with Jorginho playing in the. I central. think it has something to do with it because I think Zinchenko and Party have a very good understanding, mm -hmm. and they, you know, I don't think Zinchenko had this game today, and you know, whatever reason, but I definitely think it has something to do with that dynamic. You know, when Party plays, there's a there's a different level of security in build up. Yeah. When the ball comes into him, he can get away from a man. As I said, he's got the frame to go past Gundogan, even yeah. frame to go past. You know. De Bruyne, pass how many Rodgers. times? How many times did you see an Arsenal centre midfielder today actually turn on the ball? Mm. It was very. It was very. I don't it, think it, it happened. It was, it was, it was the first time spaces. I saw us turn around was Tr Trossard when he yeah, came was, on. He it turned was, it them was around. Small spaces, and it was not really actions where you then run into the space that you've just turned into. You know, I've seen Jacker turn like once or twice, but he would pass it wide quickly. You know that you're not running into the space. Mm. Um, and like, I've just and looked, you know, De Bruyne had 18 passes, 12 of them were accurate, 67% yeah. passes, 31 touches in the whole game. Very, very... Hold on, hold on, hold on. And then compare that to Udegaard. Udegaard had 38 passes, 43 accurate, 88 accuracy. But Almost double the touches as well. Yes, and then the effectiveness of his play, though, was not yeah. on that level. No, so no, they, no. them boys were just there to have a dogfight and be killers when they needed to, and we weren't killers. Mm. I do I think, feel like just quickly, I do feel like we did have good rotations in the midfield though. But number one, I feel like the point that made about Zinchenko you played and, some good stuff. Well, yeah, one sec. I, I feel like the point made about Zinchenko and Partey, um, I feel like this was important today. And I do believe that Jorginho had a had a good game, but the difference and the deficit is his physicality, the lack of physicality. And I do wonder, I don't know this for a fact, but I do wonder if maybe the reason for some of Zinchenko's reluctance today was knowing that um, 
Jorginho can be bypassed quite easily. Like he cannot recover physically in the same way if the ball beats him, if the ball breaks down. And so we still needed to give a, a degree of security because I saw Zinchenko actually venturing forward um, quite a little bit in the first half on the outside and then um, in the centre of the park. But as the game progressed, he kind of was more and more, he kind of stayed more and more and more in that um, in that left back slot. So I'm just curious about that. I do wonder about that. But then the other thing that I was going to say is that I do feel that they we made good rotations in the middle of the park. And I feel like, George, like we maybe didn't have a midfielder who um, turned on the ball, Lewis, but I think Jorginho was picking up good spaces. He was rotating with Shaka. Like one thing I liked about him, he never hid. He always showed for the ball. He wasn't afraid to receive the ball. Some of his passes fell a bit short, but some of his passes were really good today, Jorginho. Again, different to what we'd expect from Partey, but some some of the stuff that he done, I, I was quite encouraged by. Yeah, I, can't, yeah. I, I agree with you, Shabs. I don't, I don't have any complaints about Jorginho's performance. I don't think he could have done anything. The only thing I, the only thing I didn't like what he was doing was it's like there was a few times he was kind of rushing to to press, and they would yeah. just roll him, and it's it like linked. it's yeah. so predictable, he, mate. He, mm. he was he was better when he and I, I said this in the group chat. You see, if he's trying to proactively intercept. It was bad, like he would get bypassed. But when he just sat back, picked his position yeah, yeah, and then yeah. cut the ball off, the, he was absolutely fine. And I think yeah. that's what he, he needs to do is play to his strengths in that way. Like he can't be a, like he can't he can't do that bit off the ball where he's pressing aggressively and trying to intercept in that way. That That's not going to work for him. Because if he yeah. doesn't get it, he cannot recover. And then like he's out. And we saw that happen a few times in the transition. Yeah, yeah. To be to be fair, I think um, you know, I think you guys make some really, really fair points on Jorginho. I thought Jorginho was um was fine today. I think, yeah, good is good is good is accurate. To be honest, I think on in saying that, Shabs, I think he's just a, a full a front footed player. You know, that is his game and, and Lewis as well. That is his game to sort of try and nip it and nick it in front of the midfielder. And he did he did get himself rolled and he did get um I think bypassed on a transition a little bit. Um, but overall, I thought I thought he was fine, and I think the midfield the midfield thing for me, just bringing it back to Xhaka, is and this is this is someone who I'm really appreciating what they've done this season. You know, I think he has had a good season so far, Xhaka. Since the World Cup, I know there have been some question marks around his form, but I, I, I don't really think today is necessarily around. Oh, he, he, he his his form wasn't good. Um, I just think there's certain things that we want from someone in that position that he can't quite deliver. You know, he, he, we know that he's stiff on the ball. He, he, he's not got these fluid hips, pause, um, you know, to, to, to really shake and move, turn on the ball and, and, and I guess open himself out to find those passes. I, and I think there's one, um, there's one moment and I don't want to be like, oh, this moment, um, could have led to uh, something this at Nyamba because ultimately, you know, that's what we criticise other teams for for doing, you know, Spurs, etc. But there's one moment that I do think about in this game um, where it's in the first half and we have this opportunity to to really transition on Man City. I think Martinelli is really, he has acres of space out on the left-hand side. Xhaka picks it up and, you know, he doesn't lose the ball. Them. He okay. doesn't lose the doesn't lose the ball or anything, but what you want someone to do in that position, right foot, oh, yeah. swing quick. it, it's quickly, quick, 
play Martinelli through, but Xhaka, he doesn't have that agility, he doesn't have that mobility to move his body and, and manipulate the ball in that way. So the ball has to go the way he's facing, outright to Tomiyasu, City get back into position, um, and then we recycle the ball again. We do we do get further up the pitch, etc. But that's a big transition opportunity that we're not then able to 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 take make use of because of the limitations of the player, you know. And that's Man, not necessarily yeah, Man City wouldn't make the same mistake. Yeah, so if that's Rodri, left foot, right foot, you know that's getting played through Hash Bernardo, Bernardo Silva, that's getting played through KDB, you'd know you know he's got you know he's got he's automatic with it. Do you get what I mean? So yeah. I'm 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 looking at it and I'm saying, you know, Xhaka, I appreciate what you've done, but you know, we actually do need something a bit more there because I personally think this game was lost with quality at both ends. You know, quality at both ends. We we did enough, I think, to get the ball up there, but look who's getting the ball. Xhaka is not the one you want with two men running in on goal, two on two. That's not the guy you want playing the final pass. It just isn't, you know. And that's not even like me trying to be harsh on him, but look at the result of what happens when it is Xhaka, you know. It's not... It's, it's, it just doesn't happen. It doesn't work. So, you know, I think that was a big, big issue today, um, really. And then, and then, you know, I think one thing on the mistakes as well, I'll ask this question. Do you guys think we, we are just too emotional as a team? You know, because I think Gabriel suffers from this. I think Zinchenko, even though I like his enthusiasm and his energy and his passion, I think when, when the going gets tough in the last two games, I've not liked how that's translated into Zinchenko's game. You know, I think in the first in the first half, there was an opportunity for him to, you know, really put a, a quality ball in and he just lashes at it, you know. Um, and so do, do you guys think we're, we're a bit too emotional? I, I, I definitely can see how Zinchenko would be you know, maybe overly fired up for this game. Like we saw how they were reacting in the in the game at Etihad and they were kind of like, you know, just giving him a few digs it looked like and it's kind of small boy small boy in him sort of thing. And there could be that kind of, you know, he wants to prove them wrong. He you know, he's he probably desperately wants to show them what they're what what they've missed out on and that, you know, he can be a key figure at Arsenal, which he has been, right? But um I just, I don't, I didn't necessarily see it in his performance today. I just thought he was quite poor. I didn't think he was making like, I didn't think he was, I didn't think he was terrible. I just think he had a few he bad moments. Terrible. He still did good things. He just, yeah, it was, it, yeah. Wasn't, it wasn't a level or he, he, he delivered a great cross for Eddie's um, in the first half for that. He took some tough Eddie. touches on the pressure. Like, yeah, he still did yeah. a lot of good things. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if emotional is the word. The word. Um, what I can see with um, Zinchenko a little bit is because he's such a high quality player and he possesses um, such a degree of technical quality. I do feel that there are moments when it looks a little bit like he 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 goes on the I'll do it. like you know like the best player on the Sunday league team like they just want to do everything then and they start. They start rushing things. They start forcing things, and I think that goes against the um, the, the the natural his natural game. Uh, you know, I think he's very good as a controller. He's very incisive. We've been saying this about Zinchenko before. 
we even signed him. But I, I feel like there is a tendency, especially in the last couple of games, where things aren't going well for us, where we're really, really pushing for a goal, where um, he just starts forcing things. And I think some people see that in the mould of, yeah, that's okay. We need to try and force something. Sometimes errors come from shots and that. I don't. I haven't seen it in that same way because, yeah. Whilst I agree with those sentiments, what some of those, what a lot of those outputs have been, are just, you know, he gives the ball back to the other side because he's shooting wild, he's shooting tame. Um, we didn't see as much of that today, but yeah, we 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 didn't see what we usually see from Sinchenko throughout today. And then there were some defensive lapses as well from him. And for the third goal as well, I'm very, I'm very critical about Zinchenko for the third goal because again, he doesn't react he, he he kind of is ball watching and he does not react at all to um kdb and kdb kind of runs past him before he starts reacting and then puts the ball across for um harland and it just yeah, it pissed it pissed me off to be honest with you but um i don't think it's i don't think we're emotional it's it's it's, it's a lack of experience we're young it, like these things are going to happen you know um that's that's what i think it is I think I think one thing we haven't spoken about though is we have had chances in this game. You know, Absolutely, we talk, we, we talk about Jaga, and we, you know we've talked in extensively about Jaga failing to execute on good opportunities. You know, Eddie has had two, three good chances in this game. He won us the penalty. I think he was fine, um, but really, you know, I, I look the way I look at Eddie is like I look at him like. He, he, he should be scoring more than Jesus because Jesus struggles to score, struggles to finish, you know, but Jesus does all the outside other stuff really well. So I don't mind if Eddie doesn't do the outside um, stuff as well. He still does it to a decent standard, in my opinion, but he obviously doesn't do it as well as Jesus. But where I need him to, you know, excel, and he has done before, but, I, you know, I need it continuously and consistently is when you get the chance to tuck them. You don't. You know, because I know Jesus is not going to tuck them. You need to tuck them. Do you get what I'm saying? So I feel like he had two good headed chances. I think the only other one where I feel I, I shouldn't be that harsh is the one where he's coming, you know, he's trying to get the cross from Tomiyasu because he's probably slightly offside. And I think Tomiyasu's timing of the cross is not ideal. So that one is probably a little harsh. But, you know, in a different scenario, he can score that as well. Um, but the headers, they need to be on target. If you don't mm. score them and they're on target, I have no complaints, you know, but they have to be on target. And um, for me, that really, that was disappointing for me because I know what he's going to give us in the general game. It's not going to be as great as what Jesus gives us. So I need him to like excel the stuff that Jesus doesn't and it didn't happen. So, um, you know, it's not a big criticism on him, but it's, it's something that we have to, we have to, we have to, we have to say because he does miss quite a few chances, even though he scores. I was gonna say i was gonna ask you guys a question actually because i'm a little bit concerned that okay today we, we can we could say we created some today um but brentford i didn't think we created a, a great deal everton i didn't think we created a great deal i i think in the last three games we probably can we've probably made less than about what 1.5 xg maybe um so two question is twofold Number one, are you guys a little bit worried about our chance creation over the last three or four games, if I include the Man City one in the League Cup? And also, are you are you concerned that, you know, in Eddie's last seven games, 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. He scored in just the one of them. I am no. concerned about his scoring, um, which is why I brought it up. That I, uh, I'm definitely concerned about his scoring because I do think he gets chances, half chances, and, you know, it's not quite happening right now. So I am concerned about this. Um, on the chances created, I think Everton, um, I would look at that game probably as a bit of an outlier. Um, we got we got absolutely manhandled away. New manager bounce. I can write that one off a little bit. Brentford, he missed I think, a big chance in that game, though. Yeah, he did miss a big chance in that game. Um, Brent, Brentford, I think we were. I think we were okay against Brentford. You know, we as as has been you know confirmed, we could have won that game. That goal was not legitimate. Um, legitimate. So. Um, but yeah, that was a tough game. They played five at the back, two, you know, I think three or four players in front. That was tough to get through. I think today we had half chances again, but I do see a point. The team's productivity level has decreased and that is noticeable. And that's noticeable since he's been out of the team. If you just look at, you know, games, goals scored, chances created since he's been out of the team, it's gone down. And, you know, Henri made an interesting comment today um, also today or yesterday, when he was speaking about the Champions League, talking about what the striker does to help his other teammates to then help himself as well. And I feel like Eddie plays similar to Haaland in a way that he'll just, he'll just move for the ball and he'll be there, but the ball might not always come. So the way he plays with Martinelli, he doesn't adapt his game at all. Like, But it might work with Saka, but it doesn't work with Martinelli. So the connections that he's building is not as great that what Jesus is doing. Jesus plays differently like you might drop into that Martinelli space to let him go deep then play into him and I think the team has definitely we have lost attacking threat and um, we really need Jesus and ESR to come back to freshen things up because I think the subs like if, if if you know if Jesus comes on even if he's half fit if he comes on that changes the dynamic of the game if you then bring on Trussard for Martinelli if you bring then ESR for Xhaka that changes the dynamic of the whole left hand side but we didn't have the ability to do that. What did City do? They brought on Foden. They brought on um, who else was Akanji to get Bernardo up the pitch. They were able to change the dynamic of the you know the front line um, to 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 a positive effect for them. Whereas we couldn't really. We only had the Trossard sub. So yeah, I mean, I think Vieira was was just a small cameo, but I don't think it's like a great. You know, he's not really settled in yet. So it's not someone I'm looking to rely on. Um, so yeah. Mm. I'm, yeah, not, I think I'm, not, I'm not worried I'm not um, I'm not overly worried about it yet I will be I, f- I think these three games have posed like um, quite unique and different 
challenges for us. Um, yeah, the Everton game, they uh, they did pam us. They, they're super dogged. First game on the Deitch, new manager bounce. Um, you know, that mid-block was super effective. Um, we struggled against the mid-block. The mid-block worries me, the same way it worried me in the game against Newcastle. Um, but yeah, I think they executed it to a T. And I think we struggled with the chance creation in that game. Brentford, um, Brentford was a tight game, really. I think Brentford had chances. We didn't create loads, but I think we had chances. We should have won. We know what fast happened in that game in the end, um, and and really we should have we should have won, and that should have been three points. City was always going to be a lot more open. Um, you know, we created chances against them today. That, that my my issue today was not about our, our, us not being able to create chances. It literally was just the difference. Um, so that's kind of my, my my view and my thoughts on the chance creation. As far as the goals, um, the problem is. And the problem was always going to be the bigger the sample size that Eddie and Ketia has, um, you know, the, the goals or the volume of scoring is more likely to um, to drop. You know, he was actually scoring at a very good rate. And so we're now getting a sense of what his true level is in terms of his true ratio. Um, and where I think these things are good, you know, I think he should have definitely scored today. I think the, um, you know, he he's going to learn from he's going to learn from games like today. I think he needs these things. I think we forget he's definitely played a lot of games, but he's still getting his experience. You know, he's still a very young striker. So, yeah, I think he needs moments like this, and we need to see how he responds to them. But yeah, I I, um, I back him. He need we need we he needs to score goals, but we need to do more as a team to help him as well because. I don't think that we're, um, we, we, we've done an awful lot. Not so much in today's game. He should have scored today, but in the games before, I don't think we've done an awful lot to, to help him. I don't think goals have come to him. And I don't think we've played particularly well either in um, in um, the games before. I think we've been very reliant on Saka and, um, and, and whatnot to make things happen. I don't think players like Saka or Martinelli have given nowhere near enough. So, you know... Mm-hmm. I, I also think that's a factor. Yeah, it's an it's, it's an interesting question that you raise, Lewis, on on Eddie because I'm looking I'm looking at the fixtures right. So it's obviously it's Man City, Brentford, Everton, Man City in the FA Cup, um, United, Spurs, Oxford, Newcastle, right. So those are like the eight games that we've played and Eddie scored against Oxford. Probably dismiss that one, um, and then against United in the other seven games, right? And so it's a funny one because I think you can probably look at these in groups where I think Arsenal, uh, the Newcastle game, the Brentford game, and the Everton game are probably very similar in the way that those teams have set up the deep or mid block or whatever, put the midfield under pressure, put wide men under pressure. And we're not really getting much in and around the box. We're not getting much joy in and around the box. And I think the other games against Spurs, they probably do have, um, they try to do this deep block thing, but they're just not very good at, at, at doing it. Um, conceded a lot of chances, conceded a lot of shots. Um, Eddie had chances in that game. Eddie had chances in the United game, which he tucked. Um, and then he had chances in this Man City game as well, which he missed. Um, and he missed against Spurs as well. He did have some openings in those games, and I think it's those three games where I'm 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 slightly more concerned around his scoring because those are the ones where 
you're having these openings, you're having these opportunities. And I, you know, I, I feel for him a little bit because I think headers are tough chances to take. But, you know, we're playing at the top level, top of the table clashes. These are the these are the ones where, you know, we do need you to 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 score. We do need you to bag bag one of those. You know, I think the second one, especially, is probably a slightly easier one for me. Um, you need to be finding the, you need to be finding a net, you know, on 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 these ones. Now, you know, I think back to the chances he had against Tottenham. I think he probably should score at least one of those chances as well. The first one on his left foot, the second one on his right, um, and and he hits them straight at the keeper. So, you know, I think that is where I'm concerned. There is a chance now to rectify this, all of this. Um, on Saturday, not just from Eddie, but for the rest of the team as well. And I, and I, I can't lie to you, if we don't win against Aston Villa, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do. You know, um, I think my, because right now I'm still very positive. You know, I think um, whilst our destiny's in our hands, I can't lose faith. You know, I've been believing all <laughs> season. Yeah. Mm. I've been believing all season. I'm not just going to, you know, lose faith at the very first slump of the entire season. So I'm still keeping faith. So, you know, I, I, I think there is an opportunity here um, for us to bounce back, but we need to do it. And this is one of the, the main things. And this is why I asked you that question about um, whether or not you think we're a bit too emotional, because last season, this was our big issue that when we lost one, it wasn't just one game. And then we were back. It was, we lost four and five, or we lost three and four, or we lost three in a row. You know, and it ended up with us lo losing 13 games in total. Right now, we've only lost three games. We've drawn three games right, of 22. There's 16 games left to play. You know, I think I think we need another run. And I'm looking at the fixtures now. We've got Aston Villa away, Leicester away, Everton at home, which is the game in hand, Bournemouth at home, Fulham away, Crystal Palace at home. Leeds at home. That's our next one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Um, seven we, we games have to be in the league. We have we have to be absolutely, absolutely, and you know, um, clear. You know, we need we need we need five wins on the bounce. You know, we need five wins on the bounce to get some breathing space. Hope City drop some points. I think when we have played those five games, we will be on even games probably. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, then you know, if we win all those games, we will be ahead of them. If we and we're crumbling right now, we've crumbled in the last, you know, the Brentford, Everton, and now the City League game that's three league games in a row. We've crumbled, there's no denying about that. If if we're now dropping points at Villa, that you know, we we, we, am, we are bottling it. It's, it's, we have to be very honest about that. Um, even though I don't think the performance is properly warranted, as, as I said, the Brentford, in my opinion. And not only my opinion, they have admitted they made a mistake. Everton, fine. Um, City, we have made mistakes. I think the pressure was getting worse. Um, make mistakes. And so now Villa, you know, it's a cr it's crunch time. We have to win that game. Um, we it's absolutely have to win that game to release some pressure and go, and go back um, and, and start a winning run. And really, we need to win the next five. Um, otherwise, um, you know, I think, and I've said this before, I don't think it's the yeah. same City team, but they can win games, clearly. <laughs> so... Mm. Yeah, and then you've got someone like Haaland up front, who I, I'm, I'm a bit annoyed that Thierry Henry did that bloody comment about him the other day because it just happened to be right before we face him. And I thought Haaland was very, very good today. I, I, you know, he had a good battle against Saliba, but I think when you look, 
at the you know the whole game, I think you can say Haaland probably won the battle against our centre backs, um, and it wasn't something I was particularly like concerned about coming into the game. Um, but yeah, I thought Haaland was very fired up for this game, man. Very, very fired it's, up. It's interesting. It's interesting, Lewis, that, right? Because first half, I think he... I he won the so, battle. He won the you know, it's, in, it's interesting, right? Because first half, I think he... He, similarly to Ivan Tony, thought that, yeah, you know what? Gabriel's big physical, big physical fella. Yeah, let me let me go and um, try to tie myself to, to William Saliba. And I think William blamed him. You know, I can't lie to you. Haaland did not get a sniff in that first half. There was not, I don't think he had a shot in that first half. And um, I think maybe he won one free kick. He won one Saliba. free kick from a like a, a poor Saliba decision. Yeah. One yeah, one free kick from Saliba, but he didn't get any he didn't get any joy. And then it's in the second half, he stopped that battle with Saliba and then decided to pick the battle with Gabriel. And I think that's where he got some joy. You know, I think that penalty shout um was a bit of a warning. How Gabriel? He had him. You know, yeah, he wasn't. You know, it was it was a bit of a warning, and you know that's where, boy, I think we 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 crumbled a little bit um, under pressure. So you know, for me, I think Saliba had a fantastic game. Um, really bounced back well after um, you know sort of what was going round about him against Ivan Tony. Showed a strong mentality, and I think Gabriel let us down a little bit in this game. You know, and I think that's after a strong three four months of 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 really really good form. From Gabriel, so it's very disappointing um, to see to see that. So you know, boy, I thought it was going to be another blank for Haaland in an away game, but unfortunately, you know, Arsenal would like to. Um, it was a good, great, it was great, a good great finish. Well. Great finish. Mm. Great, great yeah. take. Yeah, mm. it really was. You know, I mean, I don't have too much complaints about that third goal because it's coming like you know, um, it's 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 happened during a time where we're kind of chasing the game. I mean, the, the timing of it is a bit gutting because you can see we're about to bring on subs. You know, we're about to make our changes and it just, boom, it's out of the blue kind of thing, you know. All three of their goals were a bit like that, you know, just, it wasn't like mounting pressure. It was just, it was just a quick blow. Do you know what I mean? Just a quick smash around the head. Hold. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what I was trying to say there, but <laughs> oh. it's 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 one of them ones, you know. I've seen someone do a boxing analogy here, where it's like, you know, you think you're in the game, and then someone just hits you with that haymaker, and your your legs are wobbled, you know, yeah. your legs are wobbled. The first goal was a bit like Liam Smith's knockout to Chris Eubank. Mm. It was mm. a bit like that. If anyone mm. saw, if anyone mm. saw that, yeah, that was that was political. That one still, yeah. Um, so yeah, let's get into <laughs> let's get into some listeners' questions here. I think let's let's get through them because it is quite late now, and then you know, I'm, I might yeah, get let, hurry up, man. I might I might get blamed <laughs> coming to coming to bed. You know, past past midnight or whatever. So, boy, play, man. Hey, you're you're a crazy guy, man. Um, so Rib Ribsalish, he says, would you sit Nelly down and start Trossard whilst Jesus is out? Eddie and Nelly have no chemistry. Agreed, agreed. I don't think that was yeah. ever an option for this game. I, I not not an option. Yeah. Of course, it's always an option, but um, I don't think that was ever in doubt that Marcelli would start today's game. I wasn't of the opinion that you know. Um, some people are floating the idea oh, if Partey had played, Trossard would have played. I don't think so. I think this was this was a Martinelli game. I think Arteta really trusts Martinelli to do what he wants off the ball. 
But I think Villa, yeah, let's let's freshen it up a bit, man. Like Trossard looks hungry. Um, he came on today. Difficult situation to come into, you know, three one down. Didn't really see much of the ball, but you know, whenever we have seen Trossard play, I think he's been quite good. Um, and I'm 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 keen to see him get a start and show show what he can do. I mean, competition is good, man. Get these get these guys fighting. Maybe we need some we need some competition inside the squad as well. You know, if people are getting a bit complacent. Listen, we need to we need to shake things up a bit then, if that's the case. I, f- I feel like I feel like we're mugging Trossard off a little bit, you know. I, I, really? I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I do. I don't think that. I do. I, because he's a new sign-in. Um, I feel like um, Martin... I don't believe that Martinelli has been playing well for the last four, five games. Probably, in, in fact, in all honesty, if I'm keeping it a buck, since he's returned from the World Cup, I don't think that he's he, he's been the same. Um, I've, 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 I've caveated that with the fact that this is the most amount of minutes that Martinelli has played in a campaign in his time in senior football. Um, you know, he's he's heavily, you know, we've been heavily reliant on him. He's played a lot of minutes. I feel that he needs a bit of a freshen up. And to protect him, he needs a little bit of time out as well. And then I think also we lean to Trossard last week. He came off the bench. He scored an important goal for us. Um, I think when he's come off the bench in the short time that we've had him, He's looked promising. I feel like he deserved a start. Um, and I feel like, personally, I would have gone with him. Um, so I say it from that basis. And also, I feel like 50 minutes, 55 minutes, the sub really should have been made. I feel like Arteta left the substitution very late to bring Trossard on again. So I feel like you're asking this guy really to come on for 15 minutes when, like, you could argue that he could contribute more if he's brought into the game earlier under different game circumstances, under different game states as well. So that's kind of why I say it. But um, I hope that he starts the next game, to be honest with you. I'm a bit, I'm a bit, I, I feel like we're, I don't want to get onto our players. I feel like the players have done very well, but I also feel like some fans are not being um, objective enough or balanced with Martinelli as well. And I think actually, if we're keeping it real, he's not been playing well for the last four or five games. Definitely not. I don't think, I don't think anyone could argue that he's been playing very well. So, yeah, I don't. I don't think we've mugged Trossard off. Um, I think he's joined a team that has practically won every single game, and you know Arteta has a trusted eleven. You know, Marcelli was excellent first half of the season before you know going to the World Cup, and I, I, don't, I don't think it's about being mugged off personally. I just I think Trossard must have known the deal coming in squad. It would have been a battle to get a place. And what will happen is inevitably, which is which is what is going to happen now, which I believe will happen, is Trossard will start against Villa, and that's his opportunity to take his place in the team. And that mm. is that is what he joined the team for ultimately. Whether that happens after two games, five games, ten games. He's here to seize his opportunity, and I think I don't think Arteta has given Martinelli too long. I I, I don't I don't think that at all. I think hmm. three four games is a player is entitled to have, you know, three or four bad games. I personally, um, I I don't really get too. And I, I, I you know I'm not not trying to attack you, Chef, but I think a lot of people have been saying he's not been he's been poor since he's come back from the World Cup, but he's had good performances since that in that period. 
I agree. The last four games, I don't think he's been good. He he was good against Brighton when we won. He was good against West Ham when we won. I actually yeah. also think he was good against United. People were, because he gave mm. the ball away a couple of times, people were saying he wasn't good against United. He created yeah. a lot of openings against United. So he's had yeah. good performances. And I agree that he should come out of the team now because, you know, his, perform- you know, his, his, you know, his poor performances have been building up now. And, you know, Trussard has given us something, has given us something to think about when he's come off the bench. Uh, and today, especially, I, I put in the group, I said Trussard should have been on in the 55th minute. And I, I don't even oh. think Martelli was bad or anything today. But, you know, given the way the game was going, he wasn't really getting the better of Kyle Walker. He wasn't even getting involved that much. He wasn't getting the ball. He wasn't, he wasn't getting the ball. He wasn't getting the ball. And this is this yeah, the thing, yeah. right? So, like, I think, I think people are... are <clears throat> I, I, I think people are being harsh on Martinelli personally because, you know, like even today, people saying, oh, you know, trust I should have come on this and the other. But it's like, I'm looking at that left hand side and I'm saying, how often are we feeding Martinelli here? Like, what, 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 what are the scenarios where, you know, Martinelli gets the ball and he's fucking it up? Do you get Jack, what I mean? Xhaka's not even getting the ball out to him. You know, and I'm looking at it. I'm saying, and, and and I'm just saying, like, look, fine. I don't think he was good today, but I definitely don't think he was bad at all. You know, yeah, I, th- um, you know, I think early in that first half, his movement off of the left hand side meant that we had some great switches out left, and he was there central. The ball didn't come to him. Do you get what I mean? So it's like, I I I think it's perfectly fine. You know, this is why you have a squad for 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 people to get rotated. We've seen it with Pep. Foden started a lot of games earlier this season, now he's out of firing line. It's not a problem to, to switch people, you know, but I think people are definitely scapegoating him a little bit here um, because, you know, as Dan said, I think there's games there where he's been fine, you know, where he's not been bad and he's been fine, but people are still calling him bad performances, calling him calling for him to be dropped and I don't think that's fair. Personally, I don't think that's um, what I'm... I don't think that's what I'm doing though, and I'm not saying you're you, you're saying me specifically. Not you, Shabs. Not you, Shabs. That's I, not you, Shabs. Yeah, but I don't I don't think that's what I'm doing. What, <coughs> I, what I am trying to do is, well, number one, I'm calling out the dip in his performances. Now, there's been a dip in the team's form, so as well, like I can contextualize it with the fact, well, actually, the team isn't playing as well as, and yeah, you could also say, well, hey, Zeus, well, the combinations, well, this, well, that. But when I look at him actually as well, and now he's one of the leaders of this this team and we signed into a new bumper deal as well and everything. I do want more from him. I do need more from him. I need him to have a a, 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 a bigger stamp on on games. And it's that whole thing as well about well, what else are you we've already spoken about it today. Like what else are you what else are you doing? And that to, to me that's not about scoring. I don't see his role primarily as a scorer. I think like you know he he's a disruptor. He makes things happen does lots of um, high-intensity runs, runs off the ball and whatnot. He, he is supposed to attack, though, but I think, like, he's in possession of the ball. I don't think he's great. I think he, you know, gives away the ball a lot. I think sometimes we need a bit more technical security from him. Um, and, yeah, I've accepted in the games that German Dan referenced, yeah, like, he, th- those games have been good. He was good against Brighton. He was good against West Ham. But I, I, I just feel in the last four games... In particular, I don't feel like they've been better. And I, I'm querying, this guy looks tired to me. He looks tired. He just looks like he needs a rest. And I'm calling for him to have a rest and come out of the firing line before people really do start going overboard with it. And, and yeah, I think, it, I think it will be beneficial for him. I think it will be beneficial for the squad as well. So Yeah, yeah. I think this is one, this one that we covered already from Khalil HT3. 
He says, do you think Arteta needs to make subs earlier, trust the bench more? Not loads of options. I get it. Cheers, Edu. But games have been drifting with no intervention. Cheers, Edu was from him, not me. <laughs> it could have been from you, though. <laughs> it could have been. Boy, I'm, I'm co-signing that. <laughs> I don't know, because someone just made, Ash just made a point in the comments, you know, Trossard was bought on 30 minutes against Everton and Brentford. I, 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 I think if you've, you know, if you have like a halftime team talk and you send players out there, you've got to, you've got to give it some time for your message to get across. And, you know, also these, these coaches, they have a lot of data to suggest when the best time is for certain subs to happen. You know, um, when, you know, they'll have data of like when maybe the opposition, the opposition is like weakening, uh, you know, is tiredness creeping in, you know, the players on the pitch is tiredness kicking in. You know, I think there's always like a strategy with subs and I'm never one to get, unless the game is completely drifting away from us, which I haven't that's felt like that's what I felt outside though. the Everton game. I haven't really felt like any of them have completely drifted away from us. Like the City one, this game was kind of getting that way. But I didn't, I can't lie to you. I didn't feel I don't good. I think any man. sub changes what happened today. I didn't, I didn't feel good from this second I half. Think the and first, I think we yeah, didn't do enough to adjust. Was, the start was poor. That's why I said 55th minute. I was like, the start was so poor. And we ended the second, the first half do you think, strongly. Do you think Trussard changes anything? I don't know. I just felt like energy needed to become on the pitch, or that there needed to be a change in dynamic. Um, in order to you know to freshen up, I felt like we were doing the same thing all over again. It wasn't really working. City were, as I said, they were getting us into these traps and just waiting for us, waiting for, to rob us, pickpocket us, and it, and it worked off in the end. And the subs didn't happen until the seventy-fifth minute, and by then it was three-one, right? Unless I'm getting the numbers wrong, in terms he was trying. He was trying to make oh, them before. He was trying to make them before. Yeah. They were. They were ready to come on. And, and that was after he went two one down, man. I think he should because yeah. for me, I think that second goal was coming. You know, I thought yeah, it was coming. I thought we got. I thought we got let off the hook with the offside, and I thought, you know, after the offside, um, we need to do something to freshen it up because I, I couldn't lie that City does probably deserved that penalty. They they deserved that second goal. You know, um, from the way that we we started that second half, we just could not get started um, in that second half at all. And I, I do think, you know, I'm not going to just throw my toys at the pan and say, oh, yeah, he needs to get better with subs, this and the other, because I think for, for the most part of this season, you know, he's been dealing with what he's had fine. quite well, you know, and it's been fine. And I think I really need Smith Rowe to come back. Um, I really need him to come back. I think um, he, he, for me, is is slightly ahead of Vieira in terms of what I think he can do in terms of changing the game. We've seen it um, last season, what Smith Rowe can do off the bench um, in multiple occasions. And I think, you know, that ball carrying, that combination play, that ability to finish off both feet um, is something that could be a serious weapon for us. Um, in the second half of the season. And, you know, we're talking about changing things like Martinelli going, Jack going, you know, I think maybe from the start, we might need to see someone like Smith Rowe or Vieira play in that number eight position, you know. Um, like, I get, if 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 you, you, you say, you know, I know parties out now, so it might be a bit harder to do. If you're saying that um, Trossard starting in eight, you know, um, against Aston Villa. I'm not going to be mad at that either, you know. So I do think that we do have some options here. 
Um, so you know, maybe let yeah, let's see. Let's let's look at the squad and let's the see. Vier can... The Vieira sub does seem a bit pointless. Like in terms of like the, t I don't know. It's I'm not getting the vibe. Like you, you, I don't think you're you're giving him enough time to like. He's already someone who's acclimatizing to the Premier League, and he's he's getting come on and save this game. You know. Yeah, and I don't like that, it's, man. It's, I think if you're gonna, I I think you've got to give him an uh, ample enough time to feel himself into the game. He's coming on for like the last ten minutes. And it's like <coughs> go on and do much in that. Yeah, you can't, you can't do much. And and he look, he already is. We we we've already seen that he is someone who is still adjusting to the Premier League. And I don't think ten minutes here, ten minutes there, is going to help him acclimatize any greater. I, I just think I think what happens is is exactly what happens. Say so he just gets lost in the game, doesn't find any kind of footing in the game, and. The last 10 minutes, like they did against Brentford, like they did against Everton, the last 10 minutes kind of just fade away. Mm. You know, we don't we don't blow the, the, the house down with all our pressure and stuff. Um so yeah, I do think I do think Arteta's focused on the last 20 minutes of the games when he's making these subs, which I understand why, because he because he probably feels like that's when the goal is gonna come. But with certain players, I feel like maybe you've got to give them time to fill the game and to actually think, get in the groove. I think he should also try go maybe try that three five two thing that we 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 did earlier in the season. I thought that was um, in preseason. In preseason as well. Um, I did we was try? Did we try it early in the season? Yeah, I think we did it against Fulham when we were a goal down. Um, you know, and it. it, it it just changes dynamic a little bit, brings more attacking players onto the pitch, gets them in, in, in higher areas. We've got great centre-backs, you know, Tommy Asu. Against Villa, you might have to run that because they. I don't know what Emery's going to cook up, but he's probably going to cook up a mid to low block, isn't he? That's to be serious. Mm. So I, I think to that, tonight it could have been maybe not the right game for it, but against Villa, we, we, yeah, I think this is a good shout. Mm. Because I think, you know, it just gets the attackers, attackers on... Um, We've got three centre backs and uh, uh, Tomiyasu or Ben White, you know, who are comfortable um, playing in a back three uh, in, and comfortable out wide. So, you know, I think um, that's something you might need to, to to go back to to try. You know, if we are finding ourselves chasing a game, because I, I did like that um, earlier in the season. Um, so, yeah, let's actually get through. Um, some of these questions now, man. So, Yonko Abs, he says, what is your gut feeling about whether or not the team will bounce back with a win at Aston Villa? Um, I didn't like what I saw today. I thought, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that we're not going to. I just saw way too much mistakes being made, pressure getting to these players like the whole back line outside Saliba, I felt like, you know, it was getting same. I thought Xhaka, it kind of got to him as a little bit as well. Um, Eddie, I don't know, is he missing chances because he's under pressure? Or is this just him missing chances? You can easily look at it that, right? You, if I just said to you, he scored one in one game out of seven. Is that him? That's not, I don't think that's him. I don't think that's him as a striker. I don't think he's ever shown that in his you know, I know it's a small sample size, but I don't think he's ever shown that he's the type of striker to go one goal or one game scored in seven. Um, maybe the pressure is getting to him. I don't know. So 
I am a bit concerned if I'm being brutally honest, because it yeah, looked like right. today the pressure got to them and they yeah. were making mistakes as a consequence. Um, so, yeah. They need to bounce back, man. I can't lie. They need to bounce back. They need to. I'm the same, I'm the same as Lou, um, because as I said, you know, we the Burnford game, the Everton game, then the City FA Cup game, if you want to say, this is now, you know, a bit of a winless run. We're definitely creating, we are, we're still creating to a good amount, I think, but we created to a great amount early on in the season. And, you know, the way the trajectory is going is definitely looking more down for us, where City are picking up form after having some stumbles earlier on in the season. So, you know, even if we if we pull it back in three games, it might already be out of reach by then. So the next game is crucial. We need to win that game. Um I I, I feel I feel like the you know the story is kind of written. Emery, the, the, <coughs> the man that, that fell to Arsenal, um, is gonna be the one to put you know the final stumbling block into our place where it's literally out of our hands. If we lose that game, City win. Um, it's out of our hands. It's just we have to hope for them to have to fumble. So and it, it'll be worse because Man City are playing Nottingham Forest as well. So we know that's basically guaranteed three Sweet points. Pinnick. You know, so yeah, it's a free hit, man. Yeah, so, yeah, boy. So, boy, yeah, I need that dog, man. I actually need that dog. But I just think there's just just legitimately no other result that is acceptable in the slightest. You know, they need to win. Um, so what if we, what happens if we don't win? Top four is man. We, we, then, we, yeah, then, yeah, we got to focus on second, man. Then we got to focus on second. Because for me, I'm sorry. You like, just have to stay close enough. We've seen crazier things happen. No, you know? honestly, seriously. But they yeah. need, they need, they need to just be serious, man. They, they need to just be serious. Like I think, get the job done. Get the job done. You know, show us that you are legitimate about these these title credentials, man. Sixteen games left. There's not that much football left to be played. You know, let's. Let's get it cracking, man. Let's get it jugging. Um, do you know what's do you know what's really funny? When we were top, yeah, we were saying, Oh god, there's so literally last week, there's so many games left. And now it's like we're not top. It's like, oh my god, there's no games left. Mm, <laughs> you, know, you, know you know what it is? We can't overreact to this. We can't overreact to this because we have a game in hand. And if we win that game in hand, we we we're literally top again. So you know, but Shabs, Shabs, that game in hand might not matter. If we don't win the, the two games before that, do you get that's what I mean? it. That's the fact. Uh, hey, just go and win your next games. Like that's what mm. Arsenal need to do. Arsenal this... need to not play their food. They need to stop playing with their food. This has been a bad period, a tricky period. Um, but there there are some fine margins in it as well. Like to, to today we were beaten. You know, today we were beaten. Brentford. You know, if someone learns how to draw their lines properly like we're not we're not we're not in this predicament yeah. we're not. I still don't so, think we did enough to win that game though man like I don't know about whether we did enough to win that game and Brentford also had chances but the bottom line is that they were awarded an illegitimate goal they were one one so that's that's you know I, I agree with you they were but we kind of got to stop feeling sorry for ourselves about that man. no like, no yeah I'm just putting it into perspective yeah mm. because I, 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 I genuinely don't think that like yes, uh, like now isn't the, the the moment for meltdown for me. Like it's no, kind of, absolutely not, absolutely not. No, yeah. no, it's still in our hands. Like it's, it's still in our still hands. In our hands so. so our destiny is up to us, man. So these man. Nah, our destiny is up to Una Emery, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, we need to crash it. We've got a lot more quality than Aston Villa, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Una, Una, remember the remember that 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 payout we gave you, yeah. 
Yeah, you're living good, yeah. You got, you got to allow it, man. You got to allow it. Yeah, <laughs> you got to allow it. But um, I'm, yeah, I'm a couple questions left. Couple questions left. He says, "Why is uh, this Tondre one says why does why is the squad so bad at shooting? At best, it looks like the only players who could consistently strike a ball clearly are Jaka and Trossard. Whilst the rest of it, rest often shank it wide, p roll it, or miss the ball entirely. Mm, I'm not sure I agree with that. Not sure. Um, I agree with that. Yeah, I don't agree with that. <laughs> Do we have worse shooting than any other team in the Premier League? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't. I think. I don't. I think I think people are, are are getting emotional. Let's people be let's be emotional. serious, man. Most of most of the fans' heads in the in the fucking sky right now, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So our last last questions from Jeffrey Deontay, um, and he says thoughts on the Thomas Party injury and needing to move on from him come the summer, as he is never available come crunch time in any of the seasons we've had him. Do you think it's time for some squad rotation to bring in the likes of J2O, Trossard, etc.? Um, so we've, I think we touched on the second one, but yeah, first question. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. You know, I'm sorry. Um, you can't put your hopes in a guy that can't stay fit. I'm, I'm, I'm well, you just can't. You can't do it. You know do what? It. I, it's because, not unfair, Shabs. Because it, he's missed. This is the second game. This is the second league game that he's missed for us this season. Like, yeah, we're pissed because it's an important, it's an important game. But like, we don't, we don't know that he's, he's going to be out now for the rest of this season. Yeah, but Shabs, it could be, it could be any game, right? It could be any time. It could literally be any time. It just so happens that so far he's not missed um, any games. But look at it, look at it. Uh, the the first season that he was here. Yeah, that was no, I, I, oh, no, no, that was a horror I, show of I, ten games. Yeah, I don't I don't even know how I was getting through matches in no, that period. I agree with the border injury record, but this is literally the first sign of an injury problem this season. Um, where 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 we're like, oh, like no, it's the end of the world. He's he's out again. We don't know. Like he might. I heard, I read that it wasn't serious. It was precautionary. He felt something in his back when he was training. So, you know. It is maybe, concerning though, Shabs, man. Like, maybe Shabs, maybe this is this it. the third season in a row though. Third you need to have, row. you need to have players who you can rely on, on and off the pitch. Like you need to, he's a fantastic player and we're too reliant on him. We Gabriel, really need we really yep. need to address it because he can't stay fit. Like there's always something wrong. We're always we're literally but when we go into every single game, the first person we check whose name is on the team sheet is Party. Yeah, that's literally us, we've become hyper anxious about him and he's available. Rightly so, man. That's, 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 that's for a reason. So. I get it. Right. That's not for no reason. Well, get it. I get it. I get it. Jesus, yeah. Jesus has got injury record. We signed him. He's been injured for us for a key part of the season. He's just as important and, to Partey. And I would, I would agree he's with you. He's got injury record. He's becoming key to us in the way that we play. He's not reliable in terms of his fitness. I, I think the difference is with those two, though, and just is 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 Smith number one. Scott. I'd be I'd be the same way. I'd be the same way towards these guys if the same thing is happening to Party, right? If if Gabriel Jesus keeps getting injured season after season after season in 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 crucial times, I'd be like fucking hell. Like we need to move away from this guy. And, and the same goes for Zinchenko as well. But also the difference between those two things is we've we've got Tierney to replace Zinchenko. Tierney's one of the best left-backs in the league. We've got Eddie Nketiah who's come in and done a good job of replacing 
Gabby. So we've kind of got like the drop off in those positions isn't as bad as well. Now, now it's all right because Jorginho is yeah, here. I was gonna but, say, they're supposed to be all right though. Because but, but we need to move away because Jorginho is a short term. We've all said Jorginho is a short term thing, right? We need to move away and we need to replicate what Partey brings. And Jorginho doesn't replicate, you know, completely what Partey brings, especially like off the ball. Um, I'll be honest and on the ball. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I think we. I don't think we're gonna find a player entirely who gives us what Partey gives us. He might give us um, two thirds of what Partey gives us. He might have the physicality and um, you know the, the 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 positional sense of the defensive cover, but not the passing. He might have the passing and the positioning, but not the physicality. He might, you know, so. It's it's yeah. very difficult. I agree. It's very difficult. It's a it's a it's a nightmare. Yeah. 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 And Smith Rowe as well, you know, I think. Boy, he's, he's, well, he's, I mean, we could really yeah. do with him coming back, man. We could yeah. really do it. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, um, you know, availability is the best ability. That's what people say. You know, the best players play all the games. You know, they play most of the games. Um, I think I read the stat party started 63% of our league games since he started. You know, that's not what we brought him in here to do. Um, and you know, you can't really progress if your best player could go down at any moment, like it's, 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 it's roulette, you know. Um, so yeah, I think, I think we do need to develop past him, or at least you know, develop in such a way where we're just not as reliant on him um, and don't need to be as reliant on him, um, when he, when he isn't there. So you know, another game party has not played, another game we have lost, you know. Um, you, you you would like to think that he's not the sole reason for it, but the record is not um it's it's not looking good. You know, it's not looking good. So um I'm gonna leave it there, guys. Um it's been a pleasure chatting to you. Tough one to take, tough one to take. That's probably what I'm gonna call the pod as well. But um yeah, we'll be back. Pause, tough one to take, pause. <laughs> We'll be back um, after. <laughs> that is crazy, Lewis. Um, yeah, we'll be back after Aston Villa. We're hopefully. Um, the hoodoo needs back, to end, man. We're back to winning ways, man. We need to be back to winning ways, man. I, I, I don't want to hear no good evening from from Unai Emery. Yeah, guys, thanks for joining me, listeners, viewers. Thanks for joining, tuning in. So, yeah, peace. Nice. Podcast Network.